Hello, I'm Meredith Chipperton and welcome to the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. It's wonderful to see you all here today. Now, this session features the biggest selling English language author in India's history. Time magazine has named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world. He's been listed in Forbes India magazine as one of the top celebrities. He's the author of best-selling novels, award-winning screenwriter, co-producer of Bollywood films, television personality, and motivational speaker. Well, that's all at this present time. Previously, he was a successful investment banker with Goldman Sachs in Hong Kong. I mean, what a contrast. Seriously. Now he is considered the role model of youth in India today. He has garnered rock star, absolute rock star popularity. Please welcome to the stage, Chetan Thagat. Wonderful. Welcome to this festival. Hi, thanks, Meredith, for the wonderful introduction. I wish my mother-in-law was here. <laughs> She would finally approve? She would finally value me, which <laughs> I always feel has been an issue. Thank you guys for coming, taking the tickets. You now, Shetan, you have actually been to the festival before, I six have. years ago. Six years ago, and it was a uh, yeah, lot smaller. You know, like the, the, the room also was small hmm. when I was taking the session. And, is anyone here? And the people are ago? more good looking today. I don't know what has happened. <laughs> There's a few people who came to your session. You did six come years at ago. that. Oh yeah, I remember you. Okay. So a few people, but we have lots of fresh blood. Well, that was six years ago, 2012. Yeah. And a lot's happened. A lot's happened since then. Yes. Yeah. But thank you guys for coming. We can. Can we have a little more lights for people, so I can see their faces? Because you know Indians are a little dark skin, <laughs> like me, which is how we are. It's okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's, look, let's talk about your recent book. Yes. One Indian Girl. Yes. How brave are you to write from a female's perspective? Very brave. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, uh, it was almost foolish. Foolish? You, because foolishly brave. But you know, Meredith, I, I, uh, I've been writing for a long time and I always had this dream because I've grown up to, you never understand me from women, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought one day I'll understand them. And I will write in a female voice one day. Because once I became a writer, I said, can I do this? And I never had the confidence. For, and I told myself, 10 years I do, if I survive as a writer for 10 years, then I'll attempt this. 2004, my first book came out. 2014, Half Girlfriend, the book before this came out. And that was exact 10 years. I said, it's now or never. And I decided to do it. And it is very challenging for a man to do it. Because I write in first person. And no, it's not like just a book about a female detective, you know, solving a case. Then the gender doesn't matter. It's a book on feminism. It's a book on a woman and her relationships, what she expects from men, how the men are letting her down. Now, it comes very naturally to women to talk about all this. But you, for men, like, they're like, most of the time men are clueless, like me. <laughs> so it was so much learning and uh, it was very brave but you know a lot of women helped me in the process so that's good you interviewed 100 women in 6 months time yeah what i i told myself that i will not start writing this because that's what men do they don't understand women and then they say i know it i got it got it you know so i said okay i'll talk to 100 women mm -hmm. and once the 100 is done then i'll write so i used to whoever i used to meet i'll and like a lot of women on flights because uh, I take a lot of flights, and the flight attendants a lot of time are women, and the same age this character was, 20s, 
So I used to go back, can I have some water? And can you tell me your deepest secrets? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were like, okay, you know, some of them would at least. And then I, I, out of the 180 were Indian, mm -hmm. and then 20 were not. Like I, would, I, I still remember, I came to Bahrain for an event at that time, and I met a, a lady who's a guest relations officer at the hotel, and she was a Serbian DJ. Like a really interesting thing for a woman to do. And I said, okay, you sit down, we're talking. I never went up to the room that evening. I said, you sit and we'll chat. Tell me everything that, you know, about your life and how did you end up here? And so it was very interesting. And uh, then I wrote it. So what were the common themes or issues that the, the over 100 women that you chatted to, was there a common thread? Yeah, that yeah, seemed to that's how the story comes. Mm. So firstly, there are two things. Uh, one is how they think. And the second is, uh, uh, second is what is the core issue that you take in the story. So I realized that unlike writing from a male point of view, there need to be three tracks in like, so if the girl's name is Radhika in the book, there are three tracks running. I'm kind of revealing the secret a bit, but first is what she says, you know, Hey, you're looking really nice today. Nice dress. Second is what she thinks, no, that's a horrible dress. Why is she wearing that? <laughs> and third track is, you're so bad. I'm feeling guilty for saying, thinking that. So the third track is telling her you're so bad that you think that her dress is bad. You understand? There are three yes. tracks. Nice dress, what a horrible dress, what a horrible you to think that it's a bad dress. This is just so there, there are three tracks going in a female mind. Wow. In, I mean, I, I, I know it's not, but that's the technique I've used. So there's a mini me in Radhika's if you've read the book. And so there's these three tracks are running. If she goes on a date, she says one thing to a guy, she thinks one thing, and then she scolds herself for thinking that thing. So it's throughout the book, I said, once I got those three tracks, it became, it became a little convincing. Like this is how they, you know, and the other thing I discovered were, uh, and this is something for the men to learn, it's not like women are really from another planet. It's not true. Uh, it, they are not. Just to clarify, you know, because that book is very famous, right? So, they are people, women are people, you know? And I know women are like, why is he saying this? It's not something a lot of men know. So, uh, <laughs> women are people, they think, they can be very logical also, but they can be very emotional also, like men, okay? They can be very logical and they know, they know, but uh, come in general, compared to men, a lot of their actions are emotionally driven, right? So if they don't feel it, they don't feel it. It's not like uh, men who will say, you know, this, this makes sense, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. A lot of it is to do with, uh, that, that didn't agree with me, that, that, you know, and as a writer, I'm not judging, I'm not commenting. I have to get the character in the book. So I felt that a lot of feeling driven the feelings, what you feel about a situation is very important uh, when it comes to writing about female characters. And the common themes are, uh, in India especially today, it's about, you know, women having their own needs and desires and my, their own version of feminism, which I found is different. You have, feminism is a very, very, you know, it's like religion. It's a topic which is very controversial. May I just add to that? In your book, you actually, one of the characters says, rather than a feminist, being a humanist. Being a humanist. So that's one point of view. Mm. But it's, 
so in a small town india let's say a city like indore the feminism there for women is women won't cook on sundays that's their feminism you give them that and they'll feel it's a feminist victory that's how they think in new york it's about more women need to be fortune 500 ceos now that's their feminism it's not something it's very context and culture specific mm-hmm. depending on the region yeah and it's mainly about what women want at that time are they able to get it or not mm-hmm. you know that was very revealing for me mm-hmm. i used to go on uh, when i when this launches happen in india i like this people used to come and i used to say how many women identify as feminists and my crowd is normally younger women 5% used to raise their hand and i was like why like how can there be a movement about women and 95% of women are saying but we are not feminists and i'm like why why do i used to ask why why she like but those feminist types they're very i'm not that you know the feeling well, I, the feeling is not i it's like i i don't like it they're just too tough and they're just too always fighting yeah. the humanist but, i think is a lovely so concept. yeah so they so i felt they, but they are defining the movement mm. democratically if you look the average indian girl should define what is feminism the feminists need to talk to them and like the people who claim they are advocating for feminism they need to talk to average indian women and and get answers from there and a lot of their issues are about being given an equal chance to achieve what they want in life mm-hmm. not achieving what men want mm-hmm. they don't want uh, men sorry am, am i going too long no 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 that's right <laughs> but i just also wanted to ask you uh, this is never ending <laughs> yeah it is a big <laughs> yeah big. once you open feminism and like there's so much to talk about in the session but uh before your research uh, there was a really crucial point where what i would consider as being method writing as opposed to method acting so you had to write about a waxing scene and you actually chose to get your body waxed would you care to share that experience with the audience <laughs> share that experience um, you know that has become the most controversial thing i i kept telling people that i have researched with 100 women right and then i say also for the waxing scene i got waxed okay tell us how you got waxed people have forgotten about the research and then say oh so that's what you think indian women are about waxing i'm like no i just had to write a waxing scene the girl gets waxed for the first time and because she's getting ready for a date or whatever and i wanted to write a funny scene around it but if you've never felt it how will you do it yeah. right so there is only one way mhm mhm right yeah. and then she is getting a brazilian no, so, no, no no that's that's too much so i, I don't want to know <laughs> yeah so all i can say is it's painful yeah anywhere uh, on the body <laughs> yeah and you know it's another way interesting thing because men and even women say oh you know she's not she's not even got waxed you know but that's not how naturally people are supposed to be and it's a painful thing to do month after month it's not even you do it once in your life and you're done yeah. right like couple of weeks later hello it's time again so you know <laughs> and men expect this she she doesn't take care of herself she doesn't even do waxing you know and i was like oh okay so there was a lesson in that for me also and uh, yeah an interesting experience yeah. but i'm not getting it done again no oh, good okay a one off no, experience it's like people literally uh, the waxing is such a nice sounding name no waxing like rubbing something nice on you but it's actually ripping your hair out of the yeah. roots yeah that's it yeah like, do you want to get your hair ripped out of the roots <laughs> they don't say that waxing now it's sugaring <laughs> do you want to sugaring sugaring is the next Dude. level sugaring Do you want to explain it to people who don't? 
No, Google no, it. Don't. Google no, don't. it. Please no, we'll go. move on for this one. Just Google okay. it, but it involves sugar. Okay, let's just let's just look at your. Yeah. <laughs> Who thought of that? You know what? We're going to use sugar today. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's make a nice, painful experience pleasurable, and somehow. Now, your background—you're from a middle-class family in New Delhi. Yeah. Your father was an army officer. Your mother was a government employee. You were accepted into the prestigious IIT. For those who don't know, it's the Indian Institute of Technology in Delhi. Extremely hard and competitive to get into. You then did your MBA. Then you were an investment banker at Goldman Sachs after 27 internal interviews. Yeah. Position. They just keep interviewing. That's incredible. I think that's all the bank does. Right. Well, you were a high flyer in Hong Kong at this stage. You know, doing exceptionally well, living away from India, a new country. Fantastic, earning great money, and then you decide to write a book. Why? You know, that's what like some people are always confused on what they want in life. And I think for me, I I had always done things other than academics in college and school, which is related to writing, writing for the magazine, writing plays, directing plays, sometimes doing things like that. Now, so were my friends. Somebody used to play basketball. Somebody used to play something. Then you start working, and I, I, I'm Hong Kong. I'm sure it's like Dubai in a way. A lot of expats, same, uh, you know. And you come here and you start making very good money, and uh, and then everybody says, "This is life. You made it." Like you're saying, high flyer, and do, but you don't feel like that, right? I felt more thrill when my college play used to come on stage. To be, if I be totally honest with myself, but everybody says, "But now you made it." And in India, we have this term. Only in India, I've seen it. In, when you're looking for a groom, also they say, "Well settled." Mm. You know. Yeah. You know what is settled? When you do sedimentation experiment in school, the thing that settles down is settled. So I am 25, 26, and I'm I have I, I've settled. Then luckily, luckily, really, I wanted a promotion. I was also in the trap, like. Hong Kong trap, Dubai trap, you know the expat trap. You can call yeah. it. You want to keep up more, and not so much the city. But mm. and uh, I wanted a promotion because I was due, and I, it was a 10% raise. And he didn't give me my boss. He was just very bad man, mm. horrible. You know, I had a bad boss, and that set me even more like got me even more angry, and. Uh, I I said like I'll use something now to take my silent revenge, and I remember it was early 2000s and the dot com bubble had crashed, and there was no other jobs, so I couldn't leave also. So I said I'll do a LBDN strategy, which is look busy, do nothing. Okay. <laughs> so how do you do it? You sit in office on your laptop and you you open like term sheet for client X Y Z, and then you write. He came into our room and said, "Can I kiss you?" Like you just write a book. I was no. going to ask you when did you find the time? To I write literally, a book? Uh, it's. I should thank Goldman Sachs for. <laughs> They sponsored you. <laughs> for for the use of electronic devices, <laughs> but don't try this. Really, please don't get inspired. You said role model, you know. You'll lose your job and all. Please don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Now this this novel that you wrote, your first novel was Five Points Somewhere. Yeah. Now this was knocked back quite a few times by publishers. Yeah, it was very hard to get it published, but you kept persevering. How did you know that you were right and they were wrong about having a bestseller? I I didn't know. You know, I would love to say I'm this really cool guy who got it. You know, sometimes you just go through a really bad phase of your life. 
and you know it becomes a negative spiral and the same person can totally take i've seen it happen because i give a lot of motivation talks and i've seen it happen to me you get into a negative spiral in life or you can get a positive spiral and the difference is like tiny so i didn't get a promotion so then i was depressed and then i started writing and then i wrote a book and i thought okay now i've written a book somebody should publish it then nobody wanted to publish it i'm still not getting the promotion and nobody's publishing the book and i spent 2 years writing it and it is like just bad and and all my other friends all and you're so competitive right all your college batchmates they're all getting promoted and this and that and doing doing deals mna deals in asia all that it just sounds really good mm. and i'm like lost there oh this again this problem and i'm like why did i write it it's only giving me pain so it was literally that it wasn't like i believe but i'm a little like shameless no. so if someone has rejected me just it's like dating you know it's kind of <laughs> like you want to just go to the yeah and shamelessness sometimes helps in life but your perseverance uh, perseverance is how i say it now yeah but it's just shameless <laughs> so it's a nice way <laughs> so i i always tell this and i need i i i try to tell my kids you know my kids are like this they've grown they're, they're studying in singapore and they're like you know you know they go to a party or they go like they just stand in the corner and they're like come on dad we can't be seen as this you know like just keep a low profile hanging in there you know i'm like you'll get nowhere be a little shameless you know you want to go play with some friend you want to be friends with someone go up to them if you don't want to go up to them what will, what is the worst that will happen or like go to they like oh, dad these these american kids they're so much taller how can i go for basketball trials i'll get rejected i'm like so what they're going to jail you if you don't make it to the team you know what's the worst they'll say okay you are not in the team fine but if you don't try 100% you'll not make it hmm. you know and that's something i kept doing and then literally i think one publisher which is my still my publisher it was more the sympathy like you know <laughs> just like my face like my puppy dog expressions please please publish it i will die i have written this and this will go please just publish it now nine people had rejected it so i never hoped that this book will go anywhere it was it was almost like i want to finish this chapter in my life now this book will come out maybe it won't sell i'll put it in my bookshelf done done it was literally that because i had a job and i was like okay fine you know and i i remember in my friend circles it was you know now they say high flying investment banker hardly high flying <laughs> not promoted <laughs> depressed you know like it was and now it's all a uh, nice saga to tell yeah it's but, a wonderful story but i must tell you like i must tell everyone these phases come in life it has come in my life many times and then you get out and then you become stronger than ever it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you it sometimes just events are don't align and but so you have to be shameless you have to believe that it's going to turn around mm. and it does turn around yeah it's wonderful pretty much in every book that you've written you talk about uh certain issues about the anxieties and the insecurities of the youth in india today in fact uh, you've chosen a clip from one of your well it's from the film the three idiots it's how many have seen it okay it's based on your book your very first, first book first book 5.7 yeah. yeah and uh it's a clip that should we just have a look at it and then you can talk yeah, about it yeah it's a, the film is on the education system in india so yeah what is a machine आप मुस्कुरा क्यों रहे एक्चुअली सर बचपन से चाहता था कि इंजीनियरिंग कॉलेज में पढूं 
आज यहाँ बैठा हूँ बहुत मजा रहा है ज्यादा मजा लेने की जरूरत नहीं है बोलो मशीन का डेफिनेशन बोलो सर मशीन इज एनीथिंग दैट रिड्यूसेस ह्यूमन एफर्ट सर विल यू प्लीज इलेबोरेट सर हर वो चीज जो इंसान का काम आसान करे या वक्त बजाए वो मशीन है सर गर्मी लग रही है पटन दबाया हवा चालू फैन मशीन है सर मिलो दूर आप अपने दोस्त के साथ बात कर सकते हैं टेलीफोन मशीन है सर करोड़ों का हिसाब चुटकी में करता है कैलकुलेटर मशीन है सर सर एक्चुअली हम मशीनों से घिरे हुए हैं सर पेन की निप से लेके पैंट की जिप तक सब मशीन है सर एक सेकंड में आप एक सेकंड में डाउन आप डाउन आप डाउन आप डेफिनेशन क्या है सर वही तो बता रहा हूं सर एग्जाम में यही सब लिखोगे ये मशीन है अप डाउन Sir, machines are any combination of bodies so connected that their relative motions are constrained, and by which means force and motion may be transmitted and modified as a screw in its nut, or a lever arranged to turn about a fulcrum, or a pulley about its pivot, etc. Especially a construction more or less complex, consisting of a combination of moving parts or simple mechanical elements as wheels, levers, cams, etc. Good. Perfect. Please sit down. Thank you. Thank you. Then, sir, I have also told you that, sir, in the easy language. आपको अगर सिंपल भाषा पसंद हो तो आर्ट्स एंड कॉमर्स कॉलेज ज्वाइन कीजिए लेकिन सर मतलब भी तो समझ में आना चाहिए ऐसे किताबी डेफिनेशन रट के क्या फायदा आप किताब से ज्यादा जानते हैं किताब में यही डेफिनेशन है और अगर आपको पास होना हो तो आप यही लिखेंगे लेकिन सर और भी तो किताबें हैं जिसमें आसान भाषा में बाहर जाइए So we were discussing about the machine. अरे तुम वापस क्यों आए हो सर कुछ भूल गया सर क्या इंस्ट्रूमेंट एट रिकॉर्ड एनालाइज समराइज ऑर्गेनाइज डिबेट एंड एक्सप्लेन इन्फॉर्मेशन दट आई लास्टेटिव नॉन इलास्टेटिव हार्ड बॉन्ड पेपर बैग जैकेटेड नॉन जैकेटेड विथ फॉरवर्ड इंट्रोडक्शन टेबल ऑफ कंटेंट इंडेक्स दट आई इंटेंडेड फॉर द एनलाइटमेंट अंडरस्टैंडिंग एनरिचमेंट एनहांसमेंट एंड एजुकेशन ह्यूमन ब्रेन थ्रू सेंसरी रूट ऑफ विजन समटाइम्स टच अरे कहना क्या चाहते हो किताबें सर बुक्स बुक्स भूल गया सर ले लो तो सीधा सीधा नहीं कह सकते थे थोड़ी देर पहले कोशिश की थी सर लेकिन आपको सीधा सीधा पसंद नहीं आया सो दिस दिस इज बेस्ड ऑन दिस इज आई वॉज इन दिस कॉलेज बेसिकली and uh, this what is a machine kind of thing happened this is obviously highly dramatized it wasn't as no zip up down happened <laughs> but uh, you know i i felt it i i worked really hard to get into this college because people say it's the best college this that and i finished one rat race to clear that exam to get in and the moment i got in there was another rat race and i felt over here i would be able to express some creativity do something innovative but it wasn't it was again a run for grades for marks and uh, when i wrote the first book i didn't know that that is an issue that will strike a chord with so many millions of people in the country uh, but yeah is it still an issue with the education I think system so. i think so i think it's yeah. still there and uh, it's it's very um, it's an issue world over but it's all especially in asia where the competitiveness 
uh, in China, I don't know about the Middle East much, but definitely in China, in India, a lot of Japan is, is a bit like Korea. It's, they, they connected a lot to something like this. And um, yeah, I mean, I, little did I know, I thought this is just me goofing around, I'll write a book on that, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite a universal with, subject, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it just connected with everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, five of your seven novels that you've written have been made into films. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll discuss One Indian Girl later. But, so five of them have already been written into films. So has that changed the way you write? Do you now visualise when you're writing what's gorgeous, you know, Bollywood no. film actor <laughs> is going to be playing this role or... Or do you, do you see it more than... than no, people theater? think that because films are very visible and people almost think that the film is bigger than the book. But to me, it's not. Uh, because I have millions of readers and they read the book. Film may come three years later, four years later. And if they don't like the book, I'll be super disappointed. You can always glamorize and you can always adapt in the screenplay. I don't have to write a book a certain way to make it cinematic. I can write a book, a good story that connects with millions. If it does connect, there's a very good chance. Um, I have also not done things which are ready-made Bollywood projects. Like, if I wanted to, like, I should be doing stories about 50-year-old people because uh, the, our superstars are 50 years old, <laughs> honestly. So if I do a movie for a book which is about where Salman can immediately act, it'll be the huge project. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll make a lot of money, everybody makes a lot of money. But I wrote one Indian girl. It's a harder project to do because it's only got a female protagonist, which is typically priced lower as far as film uh, budgets go. And she's an investment banker in New York, Hong Kong. So it's a very, like, relatively expensive film to make if you have to make a film. But, you know, I didn't think of that when I wrote the story. I wrote the story that needed to be written. So I don't think it's there in my head like that. Uh, but they become, movies become larger, like Three Idiots in some ways has been seen by a lot more people than those who have read the book. But that's just the part of the medium, you know, that's okay. How much do you write about your own personal experiences or include friends or family or, or people that you know in your stories where they can actually say, that's me, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I used to do that a little more, like, uh, but like five point someone, this one, um, I'm not the Amir guy, though. I'm that other Madhavan. I'm the other friend who's just insecure and underconfident friend. Um, and it's very funny because I made the girlfriend in the book and in real life. But in the movie, Amir was the bigger star. So the girl had to go with him. Can you imagine, like, the compromises that happened? Like, it was like yeah. that my ex-girlfriend called me. She's like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> she <that>? complained. <laughs> I was like, this is adaptation of an adaptation. Yes, so absolutely. forget it. Now, what, what about but the... not now. Now I, I mask. I mask. Mm. The answer to that is I, I make sure that it's masked enough. But in two states, of course, I couldn't. My in-laws are my in-laws, you know. Uh, I can't mask them there. If they're South Indian, I have to show them as South Indian. If, you know, like, of course, to make the book funny, they do a lot of weird things. But some weird things they actually do. So yeah. now what do I do? Yeah, well, being a North Indian boy. No, I mean, my South mother Indian. also, same. My mother yeah. also says, so I, I, I so it, they think I'm like, you know, so it took me a while to accept, but I made my others read the book. 
Yeah, because there's quite a few cultural Why differences so? between the north and south in India. Oh, huge. And any uh, Tamilians here? There has to be one. <laughs> yeah. Any Tamil Brahmins? You'll always find a Tamil Brahmin in the first row. <laughs> very, very good students there. Excellent. Okay. The, uh, they, are, they are so Tamil So there's three percent of India is Tamil. Uh, I did the research. Right. <laughs> and three percent of that three percent is Brahmin. Okay. So they are purest of the pure, like ghee. You know, mm -hmm. like really. So my in-laws were shocked that my, uh, she's dating a Punjabi, like a North Indian guy. And they weren't even sure if the kids are going to come out as humans. It could be like horses or some other species may come out. Right? They were so shocked. How? How is it? And same mother. So when I wrote Two States, I remember, I, this is the first book I wrote after I quit uh, banking. And I, I, my previous book was about riots and Godra and a lot of, uh, like there was a lot of violence in that book. So I wanted to write something light and fun. And I remember, specifically remember, my wife saying, who's going to read this? You know, this is such a common, like, this is nothing, there's no, what is it, just boy, South Indian, this is nothing new in it. In terms of plot, it's very, like, small, but it became, like, one of my most liked books because, I don't know, because so many people, again, related to it, and, um, but now I try to, like, I'm very careful, like, I will never, like, like, if I find something interesting in a person, I'll never put it in a book like that, you know, it's not fair. And sometimes people say also, please don't put this in your books. I'm not a, <laughs> I, I'm not a journalist, you know, I'm not, I, I will, I, but two streets I had to, yeah. there was no choice. Now there's a clip you'd like to share with the audience, and this is from two states. This one, so let me give you the background because please. apparently there are no subtitles to this. Mm. So, um, you know, in South Indian weddings, uh, which I had, I attended my first South Indian wedding, which was my own. Okay, and so I didn't know anything. So one of the things that happens is the guy is topless. Like, they, he wears a, uh, how do I say to Western people, sarong kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is called yeah. a veshti. Uh, and it's translucent. It's like a white translucent thing. And the father-in-law-to-be comes and dresses up the groom. That's the ceremony. And like, so you have to tuck things in the underwear and all that. And like the girl's father is coming and doing it for you. And especially if you don't know how to tie it, right? And uh, I didn't know all this. So I wore boxers that day, and it had Mickey Mouse on it. So, so you actually did in real life? I did, because I didn't know. You wore Mickey Mouse boxer shorts on your wedding day. Who was going to see the boxers, right? Well, I went out so you, No, you know, you sit on the floor a lot. In Indian weddings, you, everything happens on the floor. So it's comfortable. Mickey so, Mouse? I mean, it was just, that's the ones I, I like comic book. I have a lot of comic book t-shirts. I like it. It's okay. my thing, okay? Yeah, so yeah, fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, see you me for So then I go to the room and they say, you come here. I'm like, what, what's going on? Come here, come here. And my father-in-law to be standing there, there's this thing in his hand. Take off your pants. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. And you're like getting married in 20 minutes. And they have a wedding at 6 in the morning. Yes. Please don't ask why. But they do. And the Punjab, like the North Indian side would party all night. They're going to 6 in the morning. People are like literally like going to work after your wedding. Like, so then um, I said, what? He's like, you have to wear this. I'll help you wear it. And then the Mickey Mouse I'm wearing. And he's like, you, your Mickey Mouse is visible. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I thought he's referring to what is he referring to? <laughs> so, so, 
So, I said, I said, okay. And then he says, uh, do you want to exchange underwear? <laughs> I was like, you know, I know the families are getting closer, but this is too much, you know. I was like, no, I'm not going to swap underwear with my father-in-law, right? So I wore it with the Mickey Mouse only, and then some kid commented also. But so they, uh, that was in the book, and they shot the scene also. So I think that's the clip. Yeah, should we have a look at it? Yeah. Thanks, Tom. What is this? This is a waste. You just have to be honest with the last time. I think this is a way to check the way of the Tamilians that there is something in the fault. What did the uncle know? The uncle has checked everything. You're watching a cartoon. Do you want to exchange my underwear with me? That's when he says exchange underwear. I love it. Great. Well, that's... Um, hmm. But, you know, that scene never made it to the movie. Why? Yeah, it wasn't there in the movie. Uh, this is the thing. So, it's there. It was just taken off in the edit. You know, a lot of things happen in the edit. It's there on YouTube. So, that's where it was got from. There, it comes in the deleted scenes. And it was one of the funniest scenes of the film. But, um, you know, there was just film movies getting too long. They just... Some things get cut off, what to do. But, Absolutely. Uh, now, I just want to bring up another side to you. Uh, you have your storytelling, and your stories are very rich with lots of humour and also lots of pathos. But uh, you also have a real need to express your opinions on the social and political climate of India. You're very passionate about it. You write as a columnist for newspapers. You've written two books, What Young India Wants and Making India Awesome. I mean, you have a absolutely what from the outside seems like a fabulous, glamorous life, mixing with the Bollywood set, you know, going to events, parties, what have you. Why are you so driven to making India awesome? You know, this is exactly what my mother said. I'm not kidding. Maybe you said it like in a I'm nice way. <laughs> but like she says, like, why you just hang out at, with these Bollywood guys, have fun? Why you have to talk of politics? Because it's dangerous, no? Mm. And like, why are you getting into all this? You just, uh, you know, hang out with the Alia Bhatt and, you know, it's good life. Mm. Which she's perfectly right. Not that Alia Bhatt wants to hang out with me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, like generally, like live the glam life. Mm. But it's meaningless. I don't know. I, it's great that books come and it was amazing when the first movie came. But after a while, it's, it's a little, like, it's just for myself. And I felt I've been given a platform by my country. You know, it's, my, it's, it's a country which in some ways is a third world country and I've been exceptionally lucky to get so many opportunities. I need to give back something. And there's not that many educated celebrities in India. You know, like somebody who's come from this kind of a background like I have, who's been through the colleges and banking. Most of them are like film stars and uh, cricketers. I'm not judging them. It's, they are very good at what they do. But they are not, like, they're not the best people to analyze national policy or the budget or, or politics or anything. So I felt I can use my platform to tell national issues to young people to create change in the country. That drives me today. Doing another book, there's been seven already. Yeah, I love doing them, but that's not it. Doing another movie, there's been five and I wrote a screenplay. This is six movies already. So it's great, but... 
to really be able to impact and create some change would be nice. That would be a good, meaningful life for me. When did you have that realization? I, I think you mentioned when you moved to Hong Kong. Yeah. That was your first time outside of yeah, India. Yeah, it's like people here, right? You, when you first come out of India and you think like India, you think like Nariman Point is the ultimate thing in this world. And then you come out and you're like, where the world has gone? And you know, you, you, when I first saw Hong Kong and I'm like, why can't India be like this? You know, or like you come to Dubai and you feel, why can't India be like this? And you start really questioning and you feel that where have we gone wrong? We are, we are smart people. We're not afraid of hard work because our, we kill our kids to study for exams. So clearly we can work hard. Uh, we are not dumb uh, because we are so good at like cutting each other and just, you know, fighting and all that. We, uh, so it's, what is going wrong? And I just felt this is something will be a good uh, thing for me to do because it's, it doesn't matter, you know, all this fame and all, it's, it's today, it's gone tomorrow. It's, it, but if you create some change, if you can affect some lives and it, they, you, you can leave back a better society, maybe it's just a dream. It's, it's far more uh, meaningful and satisfying for me as a writer. So, and I'm using that, that, that my celebrity platform I'm using to, to create change. To create That's change. It. And how's it going? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I don't know. I try. Especially for the youth, because it's, it's so conflicting in today's society yeah, they, with they the modern and the, the traditional values. You know, the youth check out. They don't deal with the problems. They just want to check out. They're like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to get in this politics business. Nothing is going to change. I don't, I don't want them to lose hope and say, you know what? I'm just going to Snapchat. It's okay. I don't care who wins the election. I don't care there's a banking scam in the country. I don't care, you know, as long as I've got 57 likes on my Insta picture. No, you can do Insta. I do Insta. I've just Insta'd things before I entered this room. But you can also care about the country because you're part, you're a citizen. And that's when someone like me says it, I think somewhere down the line it has an effect. Not that I'm the greatest, but because they, they've had fun with me by seeing my work. By see, and then they say, okay, he's saying this. Maybe it kind of makes sense. So I think it's a good thing I can easily do if I just you know, only talk of movies and love stories. It's, it's well, that's, that's a wonderful thing because your books have, have had such great access to so many people, to a vast audience. I mean, not only just through encouraging people to read, which is incredible to be it's able to do that. Yeah, and today. It's very hard today because I always say my competition is not other writers. Mm. It, really, I'm not competing. It's WhatsApp. Mm. It's YouTube. It's all these things, Snapchat. I can't even figure out how Snapchat works. You touch anything, something else only happens. <laughs> you know, like, what is that app? But uh, it's, uh, so it's, that's, that's what we are dealing with today. And, I, and India, like English, you know, English, I didn't know this, but one of the big uses of my books is to learn English. Yes, I actually want to... I went to a tribal area once. They said, we're teaching tribal kids English with your books. I'm like, are you sure they understand all this? Yeah, because this is the simplest book yeah. we could find. Right, I don't know if it's okay. a compliment or not, but... But it's also, hey. being, it's also being used for therapeutic... Therapeutic. In hospices in, in for the hosp elderly. Yeah, wow. I, spicing up their life a bit. You know, I, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Actually, I'm very glad you found that out through your research because, yes, in some uh, uh, patients, like, who are recovering, they're not allowed to watch TV and all because it gives a lot of strain, and they are becoming very negative outlook in life because they're just in the hospital for months. They are given my books because they are kind of make you feel better about life. It's okay. Your father-in-law is 
poking your underwear, I'll laugh it off. You know, like it's one of those, the whole attitude to life, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you another thing. There's an uh, organization in India, there are all these gurus, okay? And they're not allowed to see movies because of their cult thing. And they can't see movies, they can't see TV, they can't see YouTube, but they can read books. So they read my books. And they called me one day for a talk. And I'm like, there are all these people in saffron robes and all that. And they're all reading my books. And I'm like, are you reading One Indian Girl with all the scenes and everything? Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we read them. They're quite nice. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is the only thing we are allowed to read. Yeah. <laughs> allowed to... Yeah. Like, okay. It's great. You know, the other thing <laughs> at the moment, it's your, your book, Three Point Someone, your very first book. Five Point Someone. Sorry, Five Point Someone. Uh, is is yeah. currently being considered as part of the curriculum at Delhi University as part of the course for popular culture. I mean, that's huge. It's yeah, there, but there's a big controversy here. There is. But there's it, a controversy on that because some people, you know, they, uh, again, people in India have perceived literature as like very elitist and it has to be very superior. Mm. But they were, they, Delhi University is considering it for a course on popular fiction. So, uh, and popular fiction, you have to, if you're doing popular cinema, you have to put a Salman Khan movie there. No, you can't say, Ki, I won't put it. How can you put it? Mm. The course is called popular fiction and I'm very happy that that's happening. Um, and to be considered is fantastic. And yeah, just to be considered. To be talked about is but I, it's kind of like if you put it in the course, the kids will definitely not read it. <laughs> you know, the best yeah. outcome will be they considered it and then they announced we, we considered it and this is not good for our kids. Don't read this book. <laughs> Sales skyrocket next day. Excellent. Online ordering. Excellent. I'm definitely reading what my teacher is saying don't read. So I almost like there's a little bit of me that's okay. almost. We're going to open up to questions really soon. In fact, just after this next question. So you've, you've written the books, you've adapted it to the screen, you've even co-produced. Yes. So when is your acting debut? You know, I'm past my heyday. You what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, it's, I love carbs too much. You love carbs. <laughs> to act. I, okay. it, I, like you said, hanging out with the Bollywood set and parties and all. They don't eat, man. Uh, yeah. They don't eat. Yeah, you want to enjoy life. They eat like once a week. Yeah. Oh, Especially God. the girls. Yeah. My God. I sometimes feel the, the Bollywood actresses will be so good for these hunger fasts. Right? They are famous, so they'll get attention. And they can go without eating for days. Yeah. You just hang there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, please, you know. Okay, so acting is So hot. acting is very difficult. I'm not good at it. I, it's not my skill. Okay. I... I want to be me and I want my thoughts. Acting is being someone else. Okay. So I think, yeah, it's difficult. So I, what's not up a... next? What's the next thing you're working on? Next thing I'm working to lose weight, you know. <laughs> I really want to lose weight. <laughs> oh, no. I've gained too much during this producer thing. I became co-producer for Half Girlfriend. And I went on set every day because that's what a producer is supposed to do. And uh, the food man... They, yes, they cater, they cater like for 200 people and I wanted to be the producer everybody likes. So I would eat with everyone and all the time and eating, 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 eating and I gained so much weight, I half girlfriend, I became one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> so I now I'm trying to lose that and a new book is coming in October. So I'm working on that. It's uh, different from, like I said, every book I try to do something different, but still fun. And I'm very excited about it. So doing that and just trying to now get a balance, you know, in life. It's uh, done too much. You know, I'm going to be 44 next month. It's, you have to, 
you have to step away. I think at some point you have to balance. This is great, but I, I know it's going to sound really weird, but I feel like I work for Chetan Bhagat sometimes. Okay. And I don't want to work for Chetan Bhagat you sometimes. And what do I do? I can't even get fired, <laughs> right? So I need to separate that. And I'm just trying to find that, uh, be, find that little more spiritual balance. Because it's, it can really suck you in, this fame and adulation. And I'm like, it's okay, you know? I better know what homework my kids have. I better know whether they like, you know, what they think of me is important. I better know who are the people in my life, who I love, who are my friends, who are close to me. They, they matter, you know? So that, I think, in, in the run chase, in the chase to get all this, mm-hmm. I've neglected that. So mm. I'm going to cut down on work, do books, but not do everything and, and focus on that because ultimately that's what matters in life. Mm. All this is, is, I'm the same guy who was not getting promoted. You know, how is it different? So, yeah. Wow, it's a great journey. We're going to open it up to some questions. If anyone has any questions, please raise your hand. Please but, say your name but, and what you do or if you don't do anything, then that's Hi, also good okay. evening. My name's Harshita. I'm also from an engineering college. So I have two questions for you if you can answer. What was the final CGPA? Okay, I'm not <laughs> telling you that. <laughs> and secondly, all, you know, like when you're talking about popular fiction, and there is lots of Indian popular fiction at the moment, but you are the one who's vilified the most. So does it affect you somewhere? I'm sure it, I mean, does, you know, if, um, but it, it affects me a lot less now. Then five to seven years ago, uh, I would like, you know, criticism or unfair criticism hurts you the most. Uh, you know, and the social media is brutal. And the bigger the following you have, the more the brutality. But now it, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's small. If that's my biggest concern in life, that a couple of guys trolled me, then I'm truly blessed, really. If, you know, my health is okay, my family is okay, my friends are okay, my work is going on, it's okay. You know, I can, I can live with it. It's like flies. If you're eating an ice cream, some flies come on top. Eat it. It's okay. Nice. That's how you should look at criticism. It's okay. Yeah. Another question over here. Who has the microphone? If you could stand up, please. Oh, thank you. Hi. Um, thank you very much for writing one Indian book. I learned so much about the Indian culture and thank all you. sorts of back, Mira, of, you ha- from back of house detail that I didn't know existed. I'm from South Africa, okay. and I live and I work in Rasselkaima. Um, one and a half questions. Without giving too much away for those who haven't read the book, um, right at the absolute end of the book where they're having coffee, did you always mean for it to end like that whilst you were writing? One, two. Um, thank you for the International Women's Day message yesterday on Instagram. Can you please tell us who those women were that you were referring to, who made you who and what you are? Thank you. Okay. Thank you for writing the book. Yeah. Um, so, um, sorry. The, the, the women who made me, my mother, wife, girlfriends, really. <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> You are. It's I have friends who are girls. Mm. Sorry, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, these are the people, right? Who, who but my mother a lot because uh, it was a tough childhood. I mean, I don't want to go into detail now, but uh, she always told me to laugh it off, you know, and that has led to that positivity in me. And the rest, wife, you have to say, because you know, <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, she also everybody, you know. I've been very lucky to have amazing women in my life. Publishing industry is full of women. All my editors, so many are women. Media has so many women. 
So they all in they made their own contributions. And sorry, what was it first? The ending of One Indian Girl. See, I, um, I like I said, I don't want to give spoilers here, but I wanted to. It is a feminist book. It, it, I didn't want the book to be about who does she end up with, because uh, it's not about uh, solution to a woman's life is not to find a man. I really believe that. You know, I. It's a nice thing to have. It's nice to have, like a nice curio in your house. <laughs> You know, you buy flowers, you put it in the dining table, it looks nice. Nobody's denying that. But you cannot spend your life getting the perfect bouquet. It's okay, you can still eat without the flowers, you know. So that's, I, I believe, and I think a lot of women, and men also, have similar issues sometimes. But I felt that's, that's I wanted the book to be like that. And also it opens for the sequel, maybe. Oh, mm. okay. Huh. We heard it first here. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a question? Uh, microphone, yes. Thank you. Hi, Chaitan. My name is Anjil. I'm a public relations consultant here in Dubai and an aspiring writer. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, what would you, I mean, you've published a handful of books through the course of your career. Some have been huge successes, some moderately so. What would you say is the recipe to success for a book? You mentioned in your talk earlier, relatability to your audience. Would you say it's that or is there anything else? It's hard to put it down to a recipe, you know. And I, I can, I, and I know it doesn't sound as snappy, but it's like success in life comes from a lot of attempts, a lot of pers perseverance, not shamelessness. Yeah. Uh, but they're two different things. Shamelessness is going out there. Perseverance is working hard and being ready to fail many times and not giving up. You know, it, that's what leads to success. In this particular case, if you're talking why the books worked, I think it could be because of simple language, it's humor. They're very entertaining. My, my aim of writing a book is not to show, um, you know, I, I don't write to impress. I, I write to express. And I don't expect the reader to, uh, you know, like take a dictionary and sit or like just kind of just, so they have a good time reading my book. That's my promise. You pick up a Chetan Bhagat book, you'll get a good time. So would That's you say simple language? Simple language, key? relatability, humor, you know, those things. But if success comes from hard work, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Another question. Who's got the microphone? Oh, thank you. Hi, Chetan. My name is Nandita. I'm a creative consultant. I wanted to ask you, now that you've explored a woman's psyche, what are the top three things you think women want? <laughs> Only three? Sorry. There is no top three. I, like I said, there is uh, no top three. Every woman is different and unique. And the same woman may want something today and something else tomorrow. But uh, there is a thing in the book which talks about what women want is not to be treated as men. And I, I believe in that. Some people disagree. But they, they want to have their own choices. And I think, uh, just broadly I'm saying, they, they want real choices, which they often don't get, and men get. And that's actually what men don't understand. Men are like, but what is it? They're also working, they're also, what is wrong? They're also going to school, what, what, like in this society. They don't get the same choices. And culturally, those choices are not there. I, they, and in the end, in the book, it says, sorry, I'll just take a minute, mm -hmm. because it's an important point, and goes with the theme of the session. She sits with, the men, and she says, uh, you tell women, like, oh, choose between, um, we are being very feminist, 
choose you want a career or you want to be with your kids choose and if i let you choose then i have become a great feminist now um, let's look at men 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 want career right and men want sex fair to say right i'm just talking broader level supposing we tell men okay choose now <laughs> career or sex career sex take it because a woman may want to be a great mom and also want to have a great career no but that choice is not given right but try and because men don't understand it this is the example i use so there i say okay choose now you want sex now serve women all your life no more career for you you want career no more sex men will revolt the world will come to a stop tomorrow who made office timings men made it 9 to 6 weekends these are things we take for granted who has made them in a, they were made at a time where only men used to work they made what was making sense for them does it work for women no not today technology allows you to change all that you know and you can have a situation where you really there for your kids and you are really there for your company but we that will involve a different way of looking at things and it's not something that uh, people understand because first we have to tell them that this is the issue this is what women want this choice that men are given for granted whatever men want they can get women ultimately at no matter how successful an investment banker like radhika also at some point in her life she'll have to choose and not get everything she wants whereas a man will not have that much problems so that for me is what women want okay, i'm not sure how we're going for time but we'll probably get time for a couple more questions for yeah. minutes yeah. yeah hi chetan ji namaste um sorry last time we missed you so i was really looking forward to the session so welcome to dubai um uh, i have one question uh, from the time i have started reading your book uh, what i've always felt is it's very simple very relatable which is why you probably appeal to a whole lot of uh, people all over india in fact i think uh, you kind of uh, changed the whole uh, publishing industry in a certain way that no other uh, authors uh, were able to do i mean you kind of assured in a whole lot of uh, uh, indian authors which is great um but there is a section of uh, people who think uh, you're not for the intellectual yeah uh, but i'm at the emirates <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Would you say? <laughs> and would sec- you say you guys are not intellectual? <laughs> no, I'm second time too. So uh, that speaks a lot. So uh, what I'm asking is, um, how do you respond to this kind of thing? Number one, and the second time, uh, second thing that I want to ask is really, um, uh, is there a lot of pressure uh, because there is a section of society that keeps saying Chetan Bhagat does not write? Good, good books so they say much worse things uh, yeah i don't <laughs> want to use those words <laughs> i don't know no i get your point you know it's it's it's, uh, it's a combination some of it is they may be right also you know we have to consider the possibility that i maybe i don't write very good books that's okay but um there is a way india is structured we've always had a elite elite class yes and that elite class has wanted controlled culture controlled opinion and one of the ways they were elite was only they read english books and only they understood only they understood them now comes chetan bhagat and now every small town tier 2 tier 3 city everybody is reading tribal kids yes. are reading chetan bhagat books and they sit up and say we read english books so they are like elite 
class is damaged. So the only way to protect is to say, but Chetan Bhagat is not a writer. You know, or he doesn't write good books or whatever. One is a little bit is coming from there. I have very strong political views, right? And that creates its own problems, right? Because if I keep quiet and just say, you know, motherhood is great and all that, it's fine. But I will say, if I like what I feel, I'll say. So that creates some problems. And we create that caste system. And some of it is just, I, I write popular fiction. It has to be simple. If I write something which is very complicated, it will not go to the masses. We work with the editors to simplify my books. We, it, it, it's not easy. It's not that simple to be simple, you know, in life. And you, that's, that's what we, so it's like seeing a Salman Khan movie, like, and saying, but it's not 12 years a slave. Well, it was never meant to be, right? And now you're comparing the two, then the joke's on you. But, uh, so it's a bit of that. But I understand that I have come and democratized something which was not democratized, which was elite, which is reading English books. Is that good or bad? It depends on which club you belong to, you know? So if you are in that club, that derived identity from, you know, I read English books, 99% of people don't even know what that is. And the, you will be pissed off. I would not like me if I was them. So I, I have empathy for them. I do understand. Yeah. Sorry, there's, there's actually quite a few people wanting to ask yeah. questions. He will be doing a book signing afterwards, so I'm sure yeah, we can but, okay. Hello, my Hello. name is Emma. I'm a student. My questions aren't as deep, I have to admit. Thank you. I was, <laughs> I was You know, I went to a talk on once and... Uh, like I, all these intellectual questions going on, the status of literature in the country. And one girl woke up and said, um, uh, you know, why don't you try a different hairstyle? And I was like, whoa, I love that question. <laughs> anyway. No, I was more curious about the books. Okay. I wanted to ask you, what was your personal favorite part that you chose, like you wrote in your books uh, that was uh, inspired by a personal event? Yeah. That I, wasn't one of the two clips which you so showed us. <laughs> The, if you read two states, uh, the entire book is really about how I got married. And they, it's full of incidents. I, I can't really uh, pick one or two at such short notice. But yeah, I mean, those were memories which um, I, 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 that carried with me and I, I wrote them. Because my marriage was really strange, actually. The, way, <laughs> the whole people. and I, I mean, I just spoke about my in-laws. You have to see my own side, how mad they are. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's actually all the... We've actually run out of time yeah, the now. Sessions. It is the end of the session. There will be a book signing out in the foyer. Where are we? We up. One big hand for Meredith for being oh. such an amazing... Thank you. ...moderator. Thank you. And a huge hand, obviously, to Shetan for writing these fabulous books.